What is good, all of our listeners and viewers? Welcome back to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And I only have a face for radio. We're here with episode 119, where we're going to be talking about can a game company be irredeemable? irredeemable? Well, first, we've got some segments for you. Yes, we do. I wasn't going to redo that because that's the third take. We did the intro. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Whatever. So... <laughs> Uh, Lizzie, how you doing? I'm good. It's Friday. It's Friday. Friday. Well, oh no, we pulled back the curtain. We record these on Fridays. Oh I no. Think everyone knows if they've listened to any recent yeah. episodes, they know that. True. Yeah, we record on Fridays, uh, edit Saturday, sometimes Sunday, and then upload it by 5 a.m. Monday. Yep. So that, 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 that's that. That's so, that. Yeah. But yeah, everything's going good. I got yeah. out of work early. We're recording early. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. And it's just us today. It is just us today, which is different. Yeah. So after seven weeks of guests, you know, we just wanted uh, a podcast, just us today. Goodness gracious, it's been seven weeks of guests. Seven weeks. How am I not more exhausted? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, we, we thank everybody who comes on the show. Definitely. It's a good time. Uh, we just didn't want to coordinate this week or next week, but yeah. there is a guest booked for two weeks out. Yes. So, but yeah, so we got a good show for you today. Uh, why, why don't we just get started? What, what do you think? Okay. Yeah. So uh, let's just get some business out of the way here. Uh, by the way, if you want to hear us talk some more, whatever, uh, some intro talks here. Uh, yeah. So we're on What's the Biz? It's a just uh, kind of whatever, shoot the breeze kind of podcast. If, you want, if you're interested in that, links are down below. But guess what? Is description down below? There's some timestamps. So if you want to just jump forward in a, in an episode, uh, you know, just go ahead and do it. It's the American podcast. Do with it what you want. That's that. Uh, by the way, we're also on on social media. We're on Twitter at Gaming Groceries. But you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. And then you can follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. And check us out on Facebook. There's that. <laughs> uh, website. We got a website, gamesandgroceries.com, where you can listen to all the podcasts from the website, as well as you can listen to the, find out where you can listen to the audio versions of the website. Oh. So close. So close. had it. As well as some articles I've written in the past. And also, if you're here, if you watch us on YouTube, how are you doing? You doing good? Great. Uh, definitely hit that subscribe button and notification bell so you know when all these podcasts come out, as well as our weekly uh, coffee games, uh, which Liz edits every single week. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And then finally, if you would like to leave us a review on Podchaser or on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and do so. Podchaser link down in the description down below. And uh, with all that said and done, well, well, let's just get the show started with our first segment, Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies that we watched in the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, and uh, not in theaters right now. Maybe it's maybe pretty soon. I don't know. But we'd like to recommend it or not recommend it. And we have a five-point scale here on Games Groceries uh, where we recommend it to you. We start with Avoid at All Costs, Pass, Enjoyable, solid and perfect for us so this week's movie can be found on netflix it's now spooktober mm -hmm. we're going through halloween uh themed movies and there's a new movie on netflix yeah it's halloween themed yes. uh, it's called uh, hoobie halloween cool 
Yeah, Stars yeah. Adam Sandler and the gang. And the gang. It is a Happy Madison film. Uh, it is about Halloween. So let's talk about it. Uh, opening thoughts, go. It has Adam Sandler. That's really all I need to say. True. Anyone who listens to this podcast at this point should know my love for Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. Um. So I was, I saw, I was like, yes, absolutely. Yes. Um. But it was really good. I'm really glad he's getting back to like his old style mm-hmm. movies. Like, cause like I said, a few years ago, that was a little, there was a little bump little, in the road. A little strange. Um, not, my taste but um but no i really enjoyed this movie it was cute it was funny it was it was adam sandler and he had his daughters in it yeah both of them mm-hmm. so that was nice um one of them he called a smart cookie <laughs> that was a good line yeah uh, but yeah so it was full of good lines i really yeah. enjoyed this movie so Talk about my first uh note within the first 10 minutes you know exactly what you're gonna get this is an Adam Sandler, Happy Madison Productions kind mm-hmm. of movie. It's exactly that. Mm-hmm. Because like we said, in, in later movies, uh, you know, in the past five years, you know, mostly Adam Sandler has been in like different kind of comedies. But this is definitely the Adam Sandler that we see in um, Happy Madison, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss- Billy Madison. Billy Happy Madison. Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Um did I say Happy Madison? You said Happy Madison. It's oh, Happy Gilmore no. and Billy Madison. Happy Madison is his production company. Stupid Adam. Uh, Happy Gilmore. You know all those. Yeah. The older movies, and uh, you know this. Is, you're you're getting into exactly that, and there's references to this. Oh old my movie. gosh, he like put everything from his old movies into mm-hmm. this, and it was perfect. Like there's even within the first 15 minutes, there's an O'Doyle rules. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was great. So you know exactly what you're getting into mm-hmm. here, uh, which I appreciated. If you like those yeah. kinds of movies and you just watch the first 10 minutes, you're just going to be very much enjoying this. Yes. So I appreciate it for what it was. Mm-hmm. Now, my second note is uh, my problem with this movie. I I wasn't used to Adam Sandler's character being this much disliked. Yes. Because he was like he plays a lot of like lovable idiots, especially yeah. in... Um, um oh what's the one billy madison where, where like not everybody enjoys his presence but he's still yeah. just a lovable idiot yeah uh and even mr deeds he's so lovable but like the rich guys don't like him yeah but this level of dislike for adam sandler's character it just it's borderline it unrealistic didn't seem believe yeah it didn't seem believable yeah. that even adults would treat him that way it was it, it was brutal how much they yeah. did not like his character like for someone whose main goal in life was to protect his beloved town. Yeah. It was like, you all hate him that much. Like that much. Yeah. It was like, just I understand like, like, oh, he's the town weirdo, but I got through halfway through the movie. I'm like, this much? Seriously? Yeah. The town was like one combined giant bully. Exactly. And it was just and by the end, and of course, um I, my last note says like it all wraps up. The way you expect it to. Yeah. If you've seen uh, a Happy Madison production, yes. a Happy Madison production film, you know how this movie wraps up. Mm-hmm. You know exactly how it wraps up. But the the fact that it wraps up like a normal Happy Madison film, yeah. it doesn't give it much vibe because it, like they were so against them that it didn't feel natural. Yeah. And the same time. Uh, I also put in my second note that because they disliked him so much, it kind of threw off the humor a little bit. 
I don't think it threw off the humor, but I do agree that the ending was kind of like rushed. It was like that one instant and they were all like, yes, we like him now. Yeah. Like that's what I mean. It It didn't feel. They didn't grow into liking him from like, it didn't grow into that one moment and bam, they like him. It wasn't like throughout this movie, they weren't like, oh, maybe he's not crazy. Yeah. The ending of Mr. Deeds was a lot more fluid. Whereas this one, it just kind of ended. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought I did throw off the the humor a little bit, throw off the mom, the momentum of the jokes, mm-hmm. just because it was just so brutal against Ho- Hubie. Yeah, you know. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, but like I said, my last note is that it does end like an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, which isn't definitely. a bad thing if you no. do enjoy it, those movies. It, it really does wrap up mm-hmm. nicely. And I, and I think it's just that it's a it's a nice. It's based in Halloween. There's a lot of spooks. Uh, yes. But a nice Adam Sandler tone to it. Also, the twist doesn't seem believable. Yeah, no. Like, at all. Like, the way that the mystery I happened. I called it, though. Yes, you were correct. Yeah. But the reason I didn't believe it was because I don't believe that that person had the ability to mm-hmm. do do the kidnapping the way they happened. My goodness. So let's go into final thoughts here. In our five-point system, what did you give it? I gave it an enjoyable. Okay, why? Um, mostly because I, like I said, I love this movie. I love Adam Sandler movies, and I will watch any of his movies basically, and love them. But my problem was the ending was rushed and weird. Yeah. And um, like I said, the plot twist or like the main mystery being solved didn't seem plausible. Yeah. Um, not, and that's the thing. It's so hard to rate Adam Sandler movies on that basis because mm-hmm. none of his movies are plausible. No, never. like none of them could ever like, that's not just, that's not how it works. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I really enjoyed this movie. Some of it wasn't my taste, but I will always enjoy an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. There were some good lines in here. There was just some so, jokes, a lot of quotable moments, a lot of quotable moments, like the smart cookie. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Uh, I also gave it an enjoyable, which is right in the middle for us. Uh, it's in between pass and solid, but it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You put on this movie. It's an hour 43 minutes. It's a Halloween theme movie. It really goes into the Halloween theme. Oh, definitely. So it doesn't use it just as a means to be Halloween. Yeah, I I think it does have all the Halloween flavor into it, which is why I enjoyed Mm -hmm. it, especially in this time. But we do, me and you, enjoy Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, like we enjoy like anything. Like we just put on Adam Sandler, it's like Water Boy. We're we're good. Yeah, Water Boy, Spanglish, all of that. Yeah, we're good with. Yeah, so that's why we enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. But if you don't enjoy those kinds of movies, um, one, what's wrong with you? Yeah, and two, it's probably not going to be a movie for you. Yeah, but. So that's movie minutes from us. Uh, stop it, ad for my timer. It's stupid. Anyways, uh, so again, uh, the movie is Hubie Halloween. It's on Netflix. It's an hour 43 minutes. If you enjoy those uh, Happy Madison films, uh, definitely check it out. If you don't, yeah, you probably give it a pass. But uh, that's that. So why don't yeah. we just jump into our second segment? What do you think? I think that is perfect. You want to you transition into it? <gasps> Me? You. Okay. Go for it. All right. So let's move on to our next segment. Yeah, pass. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week. And we'd like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's going on in the gaming industry. 
Oh boy, here oh we go. Boy. Top three gaming news. Business yeah. twins, right behind oh, me. No. Business twins. No. Okay. Um, but the business twins are here. We're here. We're yeah. gonna give you the top three gaming news. So let's just jump into the number three gaming news, which is all about Cyberpunk. Woohoo! Uh correction. Uh, last week we reported on this and mm -hmm. we made an oopsie. We did? Well, actually, everybody made an oopsie. Yeah. Yeah. So uh this is actually coming out from the Game Informer show. Yeah. And uh, reports came out to say that, hey, listen, um, the, it was actually a majority choice. Like all the devs chose that mandatory crunch. Hmm. So to catch you up, last week, I believe it was last week. Was it last Pretty week? Pretty sure it was last week. Uh, yes, it was last week. So promise, uh, CD Projekt Red promised to not do or at least avoid crunch. Mm -hmm. And what crunch is, is that uh, you are there more hours. You're there yeah. six days, seven days a week, hundred hour weeks, like Rockstar did, just to finish a game before uh, the deadline comes out. Into you know processing everything, and they did it. So CD Projekt Red put out the uh, email saying like, "I'm sorry, we had to do this," and now uh, reports are coming out that saying, "Listen, the devs chose this. Yeah. It wasn't just a heads up, but the devs chose this." So I want to read this article, which um, it's actually a quote from the Game Informer show, the podcast, which is a lot more successful than ours. We'll never get to that level, but who knows? Maybe someday. Wow. Way to be self-deprecating. I just got back from work. I, I just hate myself right now. <laughs> uh, so uh, this is from Liana Rupert, who is from Game Informer. And she says, uh, Rupert goes on to say that from what I understand, it was a mass majority agreeing to the six day work week. Finally, Rupert stresses that there's a big difference between the American and Polish work culture. Oh my goodness, work, Polish work cultures, and that no one I spoke to over there saw it as crunch. Hmm. No one saw it as crunch, apparently. Uh, so, and that's a that's a main thing we need to focus on is that yeah. it's different cultures. They don't feel like it's like infringing. Yeah. at all. And that's the thing we reported on this last week is that Adam. Um, Borowski. Oh, no. Uh, well, I'm not going to try to say his last name because I forget how to say it. But uh, the head up who mm -hmm. sent out the email saying, we're paying you overtime. Yeah. We're compensating you for your time. Yeah. And all of them just said, yeah. And apparently this is a mass majority yeah, choice. Yeah, all agreed to it. So kind of like paints a different picture there. What do you think about that? No, I mean, I'm kind of glad that they like did a vote. Yeah. And that they all got to have a say whether they have the six day work week. Mm -hmm. um, so it's nice to know that they chose this and that they're just that dedicated. Because I'm going to say mm -hmm. that if I was working there, I'd be like, no, no, I okay. vote no. Yeah. Also, note to self, don't move to Poland because I will not fit in there. Yeah. And that's <laughs> the thing. It is different work cultures. And yeah, and even in the United States, there's like, a difference. Oh, yeah. Because uh, we're from Pennsylvania and we went to live in New York for two years. And even just that, like we're a few miles away, mm -hmm. completely different work Ooh, culture. Oh my there. goodness! Yeah, in so, different, even in diff, just the mindset of when you're of working. Exactly. Yeah. So we have to keep in mind that the American culture and even Polish culture is mm -hmm. different, and it's it doesn't make it any better, but it does like it make it better in the terms of situation, mm -hmm. but it does make it better that the workers are in a better mindset, saying yeah. that listen, we did choose this and. Uh, and the report says that they chose this over delaying it. So the heads up of CD Projekt Red said, listen, we either do crunch or we delay the game. What would you rather do? And the devs yeah. chose to work harder. Yeah. 
So now the CD Projekt Red has gone gold, meaning that it's it's done. It's complete. All they're doing now is fixing bugs. Yeah. But it's not going to be delayed anymore. It has mm-hmm. gone gold. We're set. Well, they're set. I'm not set. But you know what I mean? Yeah. My only thing that I'm saying, and I will say this, anytime we hear about a game being put into a crunch, mm-hmm. is it better not have a thousand bugs when it comes out? Yeah, just a minor bugs, you know, like yeah, like but I don't like I hate like you and I've discussed this before. I don't like when games come out and it's a mess. Yeah, that's like, the thing. One or two bugs that they may have missed that yeah, are in like, like games level are always... three after an hour, like no big deal. Yeah, as long as it doesn't come out and it has this ginormous patch and it still has bugs. Yeah, yeah, like uh, like Avengers did. Yes. So. Uh, but you know, the games are always gonna have bugs. It's yeah, you know, there's you all, can't catch everything. You can't catch everything, but you you don't want it to be a mess either. Especially yeah. doing six day work weeks, like putting them through that. Exactly. Yeah, so, that's what I mean. Like if you're gonna crunch, if you're gonna choose to go that route, still like that's not an excuse to make it and put out a bad game. Yeah, basically is what I'm saying. So I'm thankful that the workers aren't in a totally bad mindset yeah that they chose this that they chose this so uh, that's a that's some good news Mm -hmm. coming out of this so uh let's go into the number two gaming news about xbox xbox apparently is getting hot 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 oh no it's a hot seller or is it just burning people it's burning people yeah so here's the thing uh take this with a grain of salt because one i'm an xbox boy Hi, Microsoft. You listening here? You want to hire me? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, so here's the thing. The Xbox apparently is running really hot to the point where uh, some reporters who are getting early access uh, to this console are saying that it's super hot and it actually burned them a little bit when they tried to take out the expansion drive. So this yeah. is coming from a reporter. Uh, where is it? Here we go. So... He says this, uh, Bogard, who is a reporter we're talking about, uh, articles are linked down below if you want to read it for yourself. The Series X is hot, like really hot, said Bogard. It doesn't make it, uh, it doesn't make any noise, but damn, it's hot. The console is emitting heat like crazy. It's almost like a fireplace shaft. You can heat up your flat with it. Remember when you said that PlayStation would would have trouble with ventilation well we're we're getting to that but here's the thing consoles are supposed to do this yeah but that seems really hot in comparison to other consoles see i want to take this with a giant grain of salt just because one this is basically a pc if you're done pc gaming uh computers get super hot (laughs) like really hot even this gaming laptop here i can't really put my hand on the keyboard too much when i'm gaming because uh, I think that's a little toasty. A little toasty. On my little palmsies. But that's the thing. Uh, like, computers get hot. Yeah, yeah. Now, Spawn Wave, I believe I was watching Spawn Wave when I heard this, but Spawn Wave get, made a really good point, saying that uh, the reason why people might be seeing more heat, like, you know, uh, actually feeling the heat more mm-hmm. on the Series X is because the ventilation shaft is on the top, whereas the PlayStation 5 is on the back. Yeah. So if you were to go up to the PlayStation 5, all that hot air is blowing out to the back versus this. Now, if you're standing vertically, the Series X, 
all that hot air is just going to go up and through your ceiling, mm-hmm. right? It's actually going to go all, all the way around. Basically, you don't need your heat in the winter. Basically, <laughs> you're saving the environment, sort of. Well, Not really. You're still running electricity. Well, quiet, you. Uh, so that's the thing is that it's running hot, but uh, heads up over at uh, Xbox saying, listen, that's just what systems do. Yeah, but hopefully it's something that they're able to figure out within yeah. like the first year of life. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why I'm not going to buy mine for mm-hmm. a while. Just because I want them to fix it, or not even fix it, but just, you know, if there Give is a Give them time to fix anything that's wrong. Yeah, that's the thing, is that consoles do run really hot, but if reporters, even uh, people at Giant Bomb, people who have been in the console market mm-hmm. for a long time, they were saying that, dude, it's noticeably hot. Yeah. That's one thing, but at the yeah. same time, this is a really powerful system, mm-hmm. and those powerful systems run heat like crazy, like yeah. a PC does. And like I said, the heat is coming from the top. Yeah. So when you now see right here, the power button right here is near the ventilation shaft. Mm -hmm. So you could be feeling that way. Yeah. So it's kind of like I'm concerned, but I'm not concerned all at the same time. Yeah. The only thing that would worry me about it is like pets and children. Yeah. Don't know not to touch it. That's the thing. So I don't know how hot they're talking about. Yeah. Because like I said, take it with a grain of salt. I'm thinking like we're going to need a pencil to turn it off. That's the thing. The way they're describing it, like it can heat up a flat um, or someone got like a little burnt uh, taking on an expansion drive. That's a little bit concerning. But at the same time, it's kind of like when somebody tells me like, oh, that food's really spicy. It's like how spicy. It's subjective. It very is subjective. It's very much subjective. So yeah. I'm concerned, but I'm not buying it this year, so. So it's not really a big concern for us. <laughs> so I guess I'll wait till the mass market says, like, no, dude, it's super hot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Super hot. Brought to you by that. Uh, <laughs> it was a game. Anyways. Um, yeah. So let's just move on to the number one gaming news about PlayStation 5's cooling. And yeah. the PlayStation uh, 5 had an, where's my mouse? And there you are. I was going to say, it's over here. <laughs> yeah. So Sony held an official breakdown of the PlayStation 5, and we get to see why the system is so massive as you can see that is a giant thing that is very large it uh, looks like a binder it does it does look like a binder what do you think about it i still think it's pretty it's the ugliest thing it, i've ever seen it is quite tall though it is very but tall. yours is tall and why yours is just a brick well the reason why apparently it's so tall is to keep it cool and quiet so we found out that the entire back panel of the playstation mm-hmm. 5 is a ventilation shaft. Nice. So all of that hot air is going to go out to the back. And what we saw here, and I'm going to read this quote right here in just a minute. Um, it has a skyscraper size because it has so many heat sinks, uh, a ginormous fan inside. I mm-hmm. forget the measurements of it, but you get to see this bad boy. And it is a, it's, a, it's a big boy. Yeah. It's, it's bigger than a softball. Like this nice. thing, this thing is massive. Uh, and this quote right here from the article that's linked down below, like I said, uh, says there's a case to be made. In fact, that the primary re- primary reason for the PlayStation Five to be a skyscraper sized object, it is uh, down to keeping it cool. Watori uh, makes it clear that this size enables for a dramatic improvement in performance in terms of processing power and quietness. The only system element with the width of the console is that the fan and the heat sink takes up a huge portion for the rest of the eternal space. 
So what they're saying is that the reason why it's so big is for the fan and the mm-hmm. heat sink. Yeah. So uh, the heat sink is also a liquid cooling um, kind of a now I don't have the article linked right here, but it's kind of your basic heat sink, but with a few minor touches, mm-hmm. major touches. I shouldn't say minor, but it looks very similar to what we've seen before. So it's not too different, but it's uh, and it's manufactured in a way where it's actually going to help the processing unit. Yeah. So. Uh, very good on Sony's part, mm-hmm. but that's why it's so big. Yeah, is to keep it cool. Yeah, and I like how the entire back shaft mm-hmm. is all ventilation. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, I believe someone said I believe Review Tech USA. No, it was also Spawn Wave. I was watching Spawn Wave. What's up, man? Uh, we're not friends. Um, he does say that it's probably cool to the touch on the sides because these panels right here. Yeah are not actually attached to the system. They are yeah. removable. So probably if you remove those, it's pretty hot. Yeah, but, but it's kind of like that barrier. Exactly. So it's not to say that it's going to be internally hot because if it's outwardly hot, that's good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Because that's pushing all the hot air out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it does, you know, it does prove me wrong. And I, and I said this before, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. That the reason why it's so big is to keep it cool. Yeah, because I remember when it first came out, you're like, that's going to be so loud and it's going to get so hot. Because it looks so squished. Do you like it a little better now? A little bit better. I do like, okay, so one thing we have to watch, you have, you have to watch this breakdown. Okay. One of the things that this uh, PlayStation 5 has, and then we'll go to our big topic. Uh, one of this PlayStation 5, see this little stand right here? Mm-hmm. It comes like that. Okay, so the stand, like you take it out of the box and the stand is right there. Okay. Cool. So the way you want to unscrew it, right? You can unscrew it to make it a, a horizontal, yeah. right? So you unscrew it, and there's a little pocket in the stand to keep the little screw that you just took out and put it right there. And then you can snap it on the stand onto the side of it so that when you put it down, it looks like it's floating. Cool. So I do appreciate those little touches there. That's so cool. So you'll have to watch this breakdown, but it's, yeah. it's very nice looking. So I do like yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Like I said, I hope I was wrong. I, I want it to succeed. I think the PlayStation 5 is a good console. There's great games coming out for mm-hmm. it. Uh, I'm planning on getting it, of course. But it's just for one. Me. But the thing is, like, I was just looking at it. It's so slim. Yeah. But the fact that it's so big. Yeah. It's large. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big Mama Jumbo. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, those are the top three gaming news that we have that. Uh, one, Cyberpunk is actually, uh, you know, the devs chose to work all those hours. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of that? Write your thoughts in the comments down below. The Xbox Series X running super hot. But is it just to push out hot air? Uh, am I full of hot air? Uh, write your co- comments down below if you're watching <laughs> this on YouTube. And, of course, the PlayStation 5, the breakdown. Did you watch it? What do you think of it? Do you have any other opinions about it? Do you think it's going to overheat? I actually... You know, change my mind. It's probably not going to overheat. The way I saw this breakdown, they they built the system to last. So what are your thoughts? Write in comments down below. So with all that said and done, you want to just move on to our big topic? Sure. Cool. Cool. Let's just jump into it with our final segment. Bang. Every single week here on the Games of Groceries podcast, we like to take a topic from the game industry or even just a topic just in general about video games, whether it be about game preservation or female gamers. We like to talk about it for the next half hour or so in the last part of our 
show or podcast. Um, I was just saying it was so long yeah. since I did that intro because I'm usually like, all right, everybody, we are back with our special yes. guest. Uh, but it's just us this week. It is. Just like the old days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm, I it's just, nice I, to see you. I just want to talk about video games here. Fine. Okay, cool. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so we want to talk about can a game company ever become irredeemable? And my first question that I want to talk about is that can it like what is the point that a game company gets to that we start to think that it seems irredeemable? What do you think? That's really hard. Yeah. Because it was. I'm not even going to answer now. Oh, no, 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 no. Please, please, please continue. (laughs) So, but it's a really hard question to answer. And we even touched on it a couple times. Stop smiling. Uh, Sorry. Stop thinking. Just turn your brain off. Thank you. Um, But we've talked about it a couple times, like just on like smaller scales Mm -hmm. um, where it's like, it's so it's, it's complicated because you're, it's not just the company. It's you're, you're, you're either punishing the whole, like you're, you're punishing the people who did wrong, mm-hmm. but also the people who just happened to work there. Yeah. So it's so complicated to like, say like what exactly would a whole company mm-hmm. have to do mm-hmm. to get someone to get a person or at least me to not purchase a game or just not get anything from them ever again. You know what I mean? No, that's the thing. We talked about it with Patrick Hickey Jr. a while ago Mm -hmm. about how game companies get a little bit foggy because there's so many people involved. Yeah. And so when a game company becomes irredeemable, are we actually talking about the game company and the people who work for it? Or are we talking about the upper management? Are we just talking about the CEO? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of different factors that go into it. Yeah. Are we talking about the investors? Are we talking yeah. about Tencent? Right. Uh, there's a lot of different yeah. things that we're just talking about. Like uh, we're going to talk about Ubisoft, WB Games, yeah. uh, all of them. And, like even just saying Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. Now I've done my fair share of Ubisoft videos. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing is that the the whole point in Ubisoft, right? Uh, who's wrong here? Exactly. And you could say, like, we're going to boycott Ubisoft until they get rid of the people who have done wrong. It's like, all right, but then you're still punishing the people who were victims Mm -hmm. or people who didn't have anything to do with anything. And they just work there and they didn't know any of this was going on. Yeah. You know, and it's like, who are you really punishing at that point? Yeah. And I guess uh, what I want to say is like in terms of how it gets to the point of irredeemable value mm-hmm. or how it seems, yeah. right? Is that it, it goes public. Yeah. Right? Uh, it, it actually goes public. And I talked about this in one of my Ubisoft videos to say that uh, once it becomes public, then people start to care. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing that sucks the most because there's so many things that are internal in the inner circle. Mm-hmm. Like when Jason Dreyer first wrote that article about Ubisoft, yeah. it was about that inner circle of men that have been going on for decades yeah and that's when we started to say like oh ubisoft is not that great of a company Mm -hmm. but it's been going for decades yeah and the only reason why we saw it as irredeemable is because you know it became public Mm -hmm. and i think uh also when a game company starts to become condescending for its users right for its customers that that's where it starts to get irredeemable like Mm -hmm. a lot like um uh blizzard Remember, yeah. remember the line like, "Don't you all have phones?" 
when they did uh, Diablo Immortal. Oh, goodness gracious. That was horrible. That's the thing. They didn't say like, hey, this is a Diablo mobile game. We're still working on Diablo 3. But they said it in a way like, this is your Diablo. Don't, you have phones. Come on. Yeah. Like when they become condescending. Yeah. And looking at that so And low. I think that's kind of sad that people don't find video game companies to be irredeemable until they're insulting or wrongdoing the customers. Exactly. I mean, and I understand the customers, the workers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not even the workers. I'm saying that, like, I feel like people would be more quick to make a company irredeemable and done with them for something they've done to a game. Yeah. Rather than something they've done to their employees. Mm -hmm. And that's that's sad, but it's I think it's pretty accurate. Mm -hmm. Now, I do want to bring up something here and I have it on my second note. Okay. WB Games. They're making a Harry Potter game. Yes. And they are doing their very best to get as far away from J.K. Rowling as possible. Yeah. And that's what sucks the most, mm-hmm. right? J.K. Rowling, if you didn't know, uh, one is a uh, uh, now just a crazy lady. We used to adore her, respect her, and just say, J.K. She got me. She slowly re- got crazier and crazier as the years went on. Yeah, that's the thing is that crazier and crazier and then she put out some transphobic tweets yeah and uh even uh danny radcliffe's like i don't want any part with that and now she's writing a new book and publishers saying like no this has a lot of transphobic messages i'm not publishing this so jk uh uh, jk uh she jk just said jk live off harry potter that's the thing uh, so J.K. Rowling is becoming this monster of a person in terms of the public eye. Mm-hmm. And now this new Harry Potter game that WB is making yeah. for Harry Potter fans, right, yeah. who just love the world of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. They're saying that, listen, don't boycott this game because we're, we're not a part. Like, J.K. is yeah. not getting a dime for this. She has no story in this. It's not this is like our the game. movies. It's, she has no part in this video game. But a lot of the public is saying, like, no, this game is irredeemable because it has something to do with J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling designed the world of Harry Potter, and now yeah. now it's irredeemable. And I'm just saying, like, where where's the line here? Yeah, I feel like it would have at least had to have been someone within the company. Yeah. Like, this is someone not part of the company, mm-hmm. not having anything to do with the game, and you're punishing people who put their entire work lives into a game yeah and you're not going to play it because someone that has nothing to do with it yeah is stupid and it's spe- especially if if uh, a game dev is a huge harry potter fan and we talked about this on mm-hmm. one of the podcasts uh separating the art from the artist mm-hmm. and it's just this like dangerous line where you're starting to say yeah. that like listen <laughs> i enjoy the the world of harry potter i enjoy the lore of harry potter i love the wizarding world Mm-hmm. But I don't agree with what J.K. is saying. Yeah. You know, and it's one of the things like, are you supporting J.K. for loving Harry Potter? And it's just uh, it's just a dirty line here. Yeah. And now people are starting to see that. Nope. I'm boycotting this game because J.K. Rowling designed Harry Potter. Yeah. And it's, I don't know how I feel about that. I I have to really disagree with it because you don't see people in that much of an uproar. Again, going back to Ubisoft, yeah, you don't see people in that much of an uproar where women were being sexually harassed at work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's one thing punishing a woman for her opinion. Yeah. It is her opinion. Sure. I disagree with it. 
But oh, it yeah. is. It's her opinion. Mm-hmm. And they're punishing her for that. Okay, you do what you want. But you're not punishing people for an action they took on another person. Yeah. And that makes no sense. And that's where I get, I'm getting confused on why people are so strongly on that. Yeah. Than a company who is, who has higher ups getting away with yeah. sexually harassing people who work for them. Mm-hmm. No, that's the thing. That's, I, I might not agree with JK Rowling and, but WB has done their part to step away from that. Yeah. WB owns everything of Harry Potter. Like yeah. they, they own it. They, everything. Uh, I believe they own movie rights. If I'm right. They do have, she did sign on the movie rights. Um, I, the, from what I understand when, from when I was younger, it was that they had the movie rights. They, sh- she had no control, mm-hmm. but she did get opinions. Like she got, she, I think she sat in, she yeah. got to voice her opinion. She had a say in the movies, but she, I think, be- I believe she signed away the rights mm-hmm. to the movie. Yeah. Stuff. And I, I think WB has done their part to say like, listen, JK is not an opinion of this. She did not write this mm-hmm. story. She was not anything to part of this. Uh, and that then it becomes this kind of weird line. Now, I do want to talk about another weird line uh, with Ubisoft. Yes. Right? Those are the big two in my mind right now. And we're going to talk about what you, the viewers, talked about in terms of Riot Games and all them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ubisoft, I've done three videos of them so far. Liz, you edited beautifully. Oh, thank you. And uh, I think Ubisoft, uh, well, I should say not Ubisoft. And here's the other thing. Ubisoft... But Yves Gamol is heading up the search yeah. to saying, like, listen, I'm not standing by this. This sucks. And I want everything to be gone from this sort of uh, work environment. Yeah. So Yves Gamol, which uh, I hope I remember to do this uh, link up here. If you want to watch my the latest video where I talk about the letter that Yves Gamol is uh, putting out there. Now, uh, I'm just going to write that down. There we go. Good Adam. Boom. Mm-hmm. Uh now, Yves Gamal has written this letter to say that I am doing everything I can. I'm researching this. I asked mm-hmm. you, the workers. I asked 14,000 of you, Ubisoft workers, what can we do to fix all this? I'm meeting up with uh, Green Focus. I'm hiring a new, uh, uh, what did he call it? Vice president of people. Or I can't remember the, the statement. But, but he's, he, he's doing things that will hopefully help improve the environment. Yeah, exactly. And I do explain it better in that video yes. that I just linked. But that's the thing. He's actually doing measures. And he's actually mm-hmm. taking measurements to say that I want to have more women into this mm-hmm. work environment. By 2023, I want uh, the, the women to comprise 24%. Good job. Uh, 24% of the company. Right now, it's only 22%. But yeah. by 2023, he wants it to be at least 24%. So he has measurements yeah. and a plan out, but people are still saying like, nah, dude, you've ruined it. Like you're irredeemable. You've I don't think he can ruin it if he didn't know about it. Well, that's the thing. A lot of people are saying like, even I said it in yeah. one of my videos, like, how do you not know? I, uh, I know. Like how I, do you, yeah, I especially since that. it was Yves's brother who was in an inner circle, like it that's was relatives. True. And he's like, I didn't know this stuff was happening. But this dude is the CEO. I know. And he was just saying, I didn't know that Ashraf Ishmael was actually, you know, soliciting women. I didn't know yeah. that. Like, not just women, but like his own employees. Yeah. And he's uh, refocusing HR. He's empowering HR. Yeah. And 
that's that's the that's the biggest point is that he's actually taking steps. He's actually taking mm-hmm. like here is my promise, here is my goal, and I lay it out to you in a very concise way. Yeah. And I love the letter. The letter was actually not just like this PR stunt, but it was actions. Yeah. Like these are the actions I took. These are the actions I will take. Mm-hmm. These are my promises. This is what I wanted to look like in terms of percentages. It was a very good letter and not just we're sorry. It wasn't an Ellen yeah. DeGeneres apology. Did you see that apology from Ellen DeGeneres? I did not. Holy crap. It was such bull. Well, you can tell me about it later. Yeah. But and I think. Oh, I will say that one of the lines that Ellen said, I'm sorry if if I hurt your feelings. That was one of her lines. I'm like, okay. oh. But anyways. anyways, but the way that Eves handles it, I feel like that's that. I guess that would kind of be where my line is. Yeah. Because if I don't, if that all that went down and everything, mm-hmm. and the company wasn't doing anything to change, right? Then I feel like at that point I would stop supporting, mm-hmm. or I feel like it would be okay to stop supporting. Because at that point, people in the company know what happened. Yeah. And they're choosing to stay mm-hmm. at that point. And I understand not everyone can just quit their job and get a new one. But at the same time, it's like you are now actively choosing to work for a company that finds this okay. Yeah. So I'm not the type, if I'm going to be honest, I'm not the type of person who would just not buy a company. Not like, I don't know, like. Mm-hmm. it's just not in my mentality. Like I usually don't even pay attention to that stuff, Yeah. which I know I should. People are going to get angry at me <laughs> for saying that. Yeah. But I'm just not, I'm not a very passionate person when it comes to stuff yeah. in general that are happening. But if I were to hear about something like this or if like a company, like a place that I buy my clothes from or something like that, I probably would stop going to them. Yeah. If, and like I said, it all, I feel like all has to do with how the company handles it. Yeah. Like the way Yves is doing it, People can stay at that company and I won't, I don't judge them for it yeah. because he is actively taking ways to change it. Exactly. And that's why I want to make that video because like this was such an important letter mm-hmm. that I just said like, this is, this is amazing. I like this letter. Yeah. And that's just not just me being a Ubisoft fanboy, which mm-hmm. I am. I, I legitimately am. So take that with a grain of salt of how much I'm excited about this letter. I love Assassin's Creed. Love Watch Dogs. I love Rayman Six Siege. I love Splinter Cell. I love everything Ubisoft. I love Rayman. I love pretty much anything that Ubisoft puts out there, uh, except for Four Hunter. I wasn't a big fan <laughs> of that. But really, anything Basically, Ubisoft... your Ubisoft is my Adam Sandler. Pretty much, yeah. Bethesda and Ubisoft are like... My main things, mm-hmm. my main boys. So take that with a grain of salt, if you will. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that Ubisoft is taking their their role in doing this. Now, I do want to, before we get to our, you know what? I'm actually going to jump into this. Okay. I'm actually going to jump into our um, our little segment here called uh, Social Media a- uh, Answers. Woo! Clap with me. No, clap. Woo! So you can follow us on social media. Uh, we're on Twitter at Gaming Groceries, or you can follow us on Instagram, Games Groceries, all one word. And I will ask you a question about the uh, topic at hand, uh, whether we have a guest or not. And I want to hear your voice. I want to hear what you have to say. And uh, if you listen to the podcast, don't be afraid to reach out to me. I love talking to you. Just, mm-hmm. just do it. He likes talking to anybody. Really? Yeah. Anyone, anywhere, anytime. He's perfectly happy talking to someone. DM me on Instagram. Except if you're a thought bot. I don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> so 
Uh, we have one answer. I did ask you, what makes a game company seem irredeemable to you? And our our lovely past guest, Mykety, yeah, yeah Mykety, cut for Mykety, uh, said uh, when they announced in a press conference that it, it's the year with the highest revenue in their history, and in the same events announced that they will lay off 800 people. That's Blizzard for you. You remember that? <gasps> vaguely yeah they said like this is the highest year ever also 800 people you're fired i do remember the story of them firing a ton of people yeah uh that's pleasure for you there are there are many more uh situations though crunch harassment abuse mm-hmm. rockstar's infamous 10 a uh, 100 hours per week yeah riots bro culture ubisoft's lack of lack of action with power abuse now hey now i made a video on that's my my kitty uh you don't watch my videos or also, you don't buy it, and you're a normal person who doesn't like Ubisoft like I do, which is a good thing. The industry right now is a very, uh, it's very, oh no, she put in a bad word. I'll say it anyway, because I love you. Uh, the industry right now is a very shitty moment. Um, are they redeemable? After all this, it's going to take a lot of work. Yeah. So I agree with her. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of work. You can't just say that, oh, you know, uh, Sorry, our employees suck. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Moving on. But like I said, yeah. I do like Heaves' letter that it has yeah. clear actions. Yeah. like, And that, that's the same thing. Like like I said, if the if you see the management in the company will like taking the steps and trying to make it better mm-hmm. for the employees and for the company, not just putting, you know, a PR stunt and saying, oh, we're so sorry. And then nothing changes. Yeah. But he's showing everyone, including his employees how he's going to help it mm-hmm. get better and change. I feel like that's what's redeeming them right now. Exactly. Because if they did nothing and they didn't care, I feel like it'd be a slow, sad little burn down to the ground. Yeah. With Ubisoft or but, any company that that happened at. Like really, honestly. Now I don't, I do have a couple more answers. Uh, one from, Absolute Prodigy. Woo-hoo! How are you doing? Absolute Prodigy. Clap for, clap, for, clap for our boy Josh. I have to go fix that. I have to change the camera. <sighs> Fine. Anyways, but our boy Josh, also known as Absolute Prodigy, find him on tw- um, uh, Twitter. Uh, also Twitter, but do that. But also Twitch. He's uh, Twitch streaming. Uh, but he says, it's kind of hard to push aside the company's IP slash game and boycott them at the same time. Uh in Riot Games, there's so many internal troubles. Twitch, Blizzard, etc. Twitch especially has a lot of internal things that you're just like, ah, do I really want to support this? Especially when Ninja left the first time and he put on some inappropriate stuff onto his stream channel. Uh, but he also says, but I've, uh, but I've almost successfully, personally boycotted Blizzard until a group of my friends wanted to play COD. <laughs> Which, if you don't know, Blizzard and Activision are you know, not just buddy, buddy, but they're the same company. So if you support Activision, you're supporting Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you play Call of Duty, you're supporting Blizzard, essentially. Uh, so, yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's very hard. Yeah. Uh, I do like it's kind of hard to push aside the companies with the IP and games and boycott them the same time. Yeah. So like like I said, there's so many different games that you want to play. I want to play Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah. But then this comes out about especially the creative director Ashraf Ishmael. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, that's oh dang but it. But he won't get a dime from it. Yeah. And oh. that's and that's where I think it's okay that you buy it now that he's not on that project. He's not gonna get credit for that project. Whereas Darby McDevitt is still the 
you know, exactly. the writer. And I love Darby. Darby gets it. And I love him for that. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, the, 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 yeah, we're not talking about that, Adam. <sighs> Jason Kidd. Anyways. Uh, no, Jason Kidd is a basketball guy. I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. Jesper Kidd. Anyways. Uh, I might be wrong. I'm just stupid. Anyways. Uh, put on the Caleb City uh, thing for me again. Anyways. So, yeah, I do agree with uh, Absolute Prodigy that it's become, it becomes very difficult yeah. to support that company mm-hmm. when you like the different IPs. Yeah. Like I said, I want to play uh, Call of Duty Cold War, but then I'm supporting Blizzard with that. Yeah. Uh, and this is something that The Good Place goes over. Yeah. Uh, watch yeah. that show, by the way. Oh we, my gosh. we just binged through it. Yeah. A fantastic show. But The Good Place goes through that saying that it's hard to be a human being nowadays. It, yeah. Because there's so many different strings attached yeah. to everything that they purchase. Uh, you Lisa, buy, yeah. You buy a banana in a grocery store, and you're supporting, um, you know, mass labor, like mass, yeah, like uh, s- like sweatshops or something like yeah. that, yeah, or like even Nike, right? Yeah, like there's so many different strings, mm-hmm. and that that becomes a thing. Is it becomes a hard to be a um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Good person. Uh, not just a good person, but like a um. Uh, what was eth- ethical person? Yes. You know, so, but yeah, no, I do agree with Josh there. Uh, mm-hmm. Any other thoughts before I move on to uh, the final comment? Uh, no, I think you covered it. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to Nikki and then we'll just move on to closing thoughts here. Yeah. Uh, we're nearing the end of the podcast anyway. Uh, Nikki says toxic workplace crunch. Abu- uh, when, when I'm asking the question, what makes a, uh, what makes a game company seem irredeemable to you? She says a toxic workplace crunch abuse sexual assault gets swept under the rug mm-hmm. uh, and the best solution would be put my money where my mouth is but i gotta be honest it's a bit of a selfish a-hole hey you said uh, not a curse word he actually she actually said a-hole i know i read it oh you're so sweet and can't imagine giving up on certain video game franchises problematic i know cyberpunk 2077 is easy to boycott for example i have no connection to it even the Harry Potter game. We just talked about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, since I have enough content to consume without buying something of the franchise again. But not. Uh, but saying no to, let's say, a Viking Assassin's Creed <laughs> sounds a lot harder. Yeah. So what she's saying is that, like, listen, I got a lot more things to play other than supporting a bad company. Yeah. But then, you know, there's other companies. Even indie game developers are yeah. under the limelight. Uh, I won't get into a certain indie game developer because that turned out to be false rumors. And that that was very unfortunate. But uh, yeah, it becomes difficult. And you start to say that, like, well, I got other things to play. But the other things you got to play also support different things. Yeah. Right? So, like, I could say that I'm not going to play that Harry Potter game, but that's a lie. Yeah. But that, that's straight up. Yeah. And I kind of, I think what she said is kind of what I was mm-hmm. trying to say earlier, where it's like, yeah. I disagree with all those things and I should boycott that and I shouldn't play it. Yeah. But I want to. Yeah. And it's hard. And like I said earlier, like it's like one thing for me, if it was a clothing company, like if it was a Kohl's or JCPenney or something like that, yeah. you'd be like, all right, I can get probably the exact same thing at a different store. Yeah. Whereas video games, it's very like uh, that specific story mm. is not repeated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, that makes it more complicated and more valuable. Yeah. And I think the companies also know that. Mm-hmm. And I think we've discussed that before. It's like, they know 
that people want to play and they know they can get away with this stuff because people want to play it. Yeah. So that's why I think it makes it hard to figure out where that line is mm-hmm. that makes them irredeemable completely. And that's that's the thing I kind of want to end on here. Um, I do want to answer the question, can a game company ever be irredeemable before we even end this podcast? Mm-hmm. In my mind, I don't want to ever say that a game company is irredeemable. Yeah. And you know me. I'm the type of person that I believe everyone can change. Yes. So for me, I don't think any singular person is even irredeemable. Mm-hmm. I think every company is, is redeemable. If something goes wrong, you replace the person that was wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like, if it would, if all, if we find out that Yves knew about all this and everything was wrong and horrible, guess what? The board should probably see if they can replace him. Yeah, exactly. Like I know he started the company, but does he have to be the one in charge still? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Something like along those lines. Like I, it would, and for me to completely say like no, never again, yeah. or not until like to say at least not going near them until things change, it would have to be something really bad. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, this, like I said, is really bad. And if they did weren't taking steps, I would think about it. But it all happened fast enough that I didn't even think about it. And that's the that's the thing is that Yves is actually trying to find redemption in all yeah. of this. Yves is actually trying to take steps to say that listen, this company needs to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as I know, Blizzard hasn't taken those steps, right? Yeah. But it's taking those steps to say that this is not how a company should operate, mm-hmm. right? And, and even so, uh, that's why I wanted to put in the cyberpunk news into this particular... Because, yeah. of course, there's other news pieces. Yeah. But one, I wanted to talk about the cooling systems in both the systems. But I also wanted to talk about uh, the reports coming out with CD Projekt Red saying that, oh, they, they went through crunch. They're a bad company. Mm-hmm. We need to put them in. But then we find out, hey, uh, the, dev, the devs chose this. Yeah. And not only that, the devs chose this, but the upper he- uh, the heads of the company are compensating them for their overtime yeah they were given a choice to say that do we want to delay cyberpunk or do we want to do a crunch mm-hmm. the cyberpunk devs said that listen uh we would rather crunch for six yeah. days a week and have this be a good game and so that's what they're doing yeah uh polish workers are a little bit more different mindset so my my point in being this and saying that uh <coughs> oh my goodness that was weird you wheezed. I did wheeze a little bit. Is that asthma like me now? A little bit. <laughs> uh, so my point in all this and saying is that we're not the ones who are going through this. Mm-hmm. To say that we're the ones suffering is a little bit selfish. Now, there are times like the Ubisoft thing. Call them out for that. Oh, yeah. But to say that a company is irredeemable, we're not part of that company. Yeah. We don't know... Mm-hmm. them or anything going on with them i think we should call them out so that we get answers mm-hmm. i think what we did with ubisoft or what jason schreier did uh with ubisoft was the right thing to do call yeah. them out yeah. like reveal all the bad things so that Yves has to say that like oh uh i did not know that was happening let's 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 change that yeah to say that somebody is irredeemable somebody a company never gives them a chance to actually do these actions. Mm-hmm. And so everybody suffers. Yeah. You suffer because, you know, you want to play these games. Mm-hmm. You do. You want to play Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I know I do. Uh, it suffers the people who actually work for Ubisoft because mm-hmm. if you boycott them, guess what? There goes their dream job. Yeah. 
uh, it suffers the the owners of the company, like mm-hmm. Yves. And I know I'm going on Ubisoft on this, but g- give me a break. They're I, the most recent one in the news. And I love Ubisoft. But that's the thing. It doesn't give Yves yeah. a chance to actually fix his company that he mm-hmm. grew from the ground up, yeah. that he loves and adores. It doesn't give them that chance. So to say that something is irredeemable that you will never partake in, you're not actually listening to the people who actually make this game. You're not actually giving those people a chance. Just like with the Harry Potter game, you're not hearing out Warner Brothers say that J.K. Rowling has nothing to do with this game mm-hmm. at all. This is not her story. She was not part of the production. She has literally nothing to do with this new Harry Potter game. You're not yeah. supporting her by buying the Harry Potter game at all. And they've made that abundantly clear. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it's important to call these people out mm-hmm. so that we get these answers. Yeah. So, uh, Liz, final thoughts? Um, I mean, I've pretty much said everything. It's just that, like, I like completely agree. Get the answers, call people out, and make sure, like, like you said, with WB, mm-hmm. now we know. She's not connected to it, so you can still buy it. Yeah. So please don't punish that company or the creators or developers who worked hard on it mm-hmm. please buy the game if you're interested in it just buy it and play it um and like i said as far as irredeemable i really don't believe anyone or anything is irredeemable yeah because if the management can change yeah. or if you can just change who the manager is yeah like that makes it redeemable that means it something can change and make it better yeah um so pretty i mean that's pretty much sums it all up it's like if you don't if you don't believe anything is irredeemable, then clearly not a video. I mean, that means a video game company is redeemable, can change, can fix. I don't see there's any point where I would say anything is irredeemable and I would stop buying their stuff completely forever. I want to give them a chance to respond to it. Yes. And it's how they respond to it. Yes. And like I said, this Ubisoft is a perfect example of the right way to respond because if they didn't respond in this way, I can see... Us and a lot of people yeah. trying to boycott them. If they responded the way Ellen DeGeneres did. Yes. I really have to show you that. So just like a little bit, if they responded like Ellen DeGeneres, Ellen first came out and said, wow, we're doing another season of this. Isn't that crazy, guys? And she kind of like sidestepped the situation. Mm-hmm. Then, so the allegations were against her. Mm-hmm. She's the one abusing her, mm-hmm. uh, I was about to say her customers, but her employees. But she's like, I didn't know people felt like this. I didn't know this thing was going on. Ellen, you're the one doing it. Yeah. And then on top of everything, she's like saying like, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. I didn't mean to. And then on top of everything, she kind of just uh, looks to her DJ Twitch and like, Twitch, we're buddies, right? And Twitch is like, yeah, yeah, me, me, you buddies. Yeah, it's like you pay him. Of course he's going to say yes. We're, we're buddies. And then she ended with saying, like, I'm making Twitch not my DJ. He's my executive producer. Great. Like, that's the thing. He's it was, only been your DJ for years. He probably deserves a yeah. a uh, promotion. I have to show you the full apology. But yeah. if game companies responded the way Ellen DeGeneres did or if the way Blizzard did or the way Riot did, yeah. Riot basically saying, like, we'll do better. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But like I said, Yves put out actual measurements, yeah. actual goals. Uh, Cyberpunk said that the majority came out and said, like, the devs chose this. Uh, it's the way they respond. Mm-hmm. If they say, I'm sorry, won't happen again. I'm not going to trust you. I'm sorry. Yeah. But 
if the if you actually put out measurements and not just saying I'm sorry, but saying that these are the actions we are going to take. This is how you can follow up with us. Yeah. I'm sorry for everything we've done, but we're going to take action to say that, no, this can't go yeah, on anymore. Exactly. And that's the thing. I think we all collectively, I mean, there are definitely the people out there who will instantly boycott and stop doing it, but not all of us have that kind of willpower. Yeah. And I think that's something that we all can work on is when something happens like this in any company, not even just video game companies, mm-hmm. we need to actually put action into our words and not buy it, not do anything so that they have that chance and say, Hmm, maybe we should change. Yeah. And then they can change for the better. Like some people just need to see that action. Cause a lot of them, like I said, they know, mm-hmm. they know how bad everyone's play Valhalla. I'm sorry. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think we can end it there. Yes, I agree. So, uh, we thank you for listening to this week's games, groceries episode. And don't forget to follow us on uh, Twitter at Gaming Groceries. I'm at Asa Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. You can follow us there and follow up with us about this uh, particular episode. And uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Games Groceries, all one word. And we are also on that toxic wasteland of Facebook. Goodness gracious. Uh, and if you enjoyed this, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, definitely click that like and the share button so that more people know about the channel, as well as hitting that subscribe button and the notification bell so that you know when all of these podcasts come out. And if you're listening to us on the audio, uh, definitely consider giving us a review over on Podchaser. That helps us out a lot. Give us a star rating over on the iTunes. And uh, with all that said and done, we hope to see you in the next uh, Games of Groceries episode. It's just going to be us again. Uh, But we hope to see you there. We hope you have a safe week. Please wear your mask and have a good one. Bye.